I don't know what you all did on your summer vacation, but I know what I did and Jake and Dana know what they did. We're going to talk about that as we kick off season two of the Learning Geeks podcast starting now. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the hello. Learning Geeks podcast. How are y'all? All y'all. All y'all. All y'all. <laughs> yeah. All y'all are doing great. Feels yeah. good to hear that music. Sometimes when you hear that music after a while, you start bobbing your head up and down. It feels good. You know, I was bobbing my head too. Yeah. It always happens. That's why we picked it. So uh, welcome to the end of summer, folks. Uh, we are recording this middle of August and I am shocked looking on my Facebook uh, because now I have We're empty nesters, or soon to be empty nesters, but we have no children in primary education. Uh, But we're looking at Facebook, and we're seeing all of the schools that started this week, like August 12th? When did summer start ending in the middle of August? Well, I'm going through that right now. So the day of this recording, my daughter, my oldest daughter, is uh, first day of kindergarten was today. No way. Yeah. First day of kindergarten was today. So very, very emotional in the morning. Um, But yeah, it's super early. I don't know, especially in Chicago, I don't know if it has to do with the the, a little bit of a buffer because of snow days. That's probably why. To make sure it doesn't go into later in the summer. But yeah, it does. I'll tell you why they did it here. They actually shifted uh, school to start two weeks earlier. And it was because um, that way the students can take their final exams before Christmas break because the way it had been up until last oh, year, yeah. right? They, uh, they study hard and then they go on Christmas break and they forget every darn thing that they learned. And then they go back <laughs> right. and they got to refresh everything for two weeks. And so they decided this year they were going to shift the schedule. So, uh, in our little town of St. Charles, they're starting a couple of weeks earlier, but, uh, then when Christmas comes, they can truly have a good break. That totally makes sense. That totally makes sense, which is also a good learning topic, right? Around timing and pacing of things. It is. Because, yeah, that that break during Christmas and then coming back and having to remember everything that you've lost over the last two weeks was always a struggle for me. Well, and we know that, you know, being able to unwind and relax and get playful and all of those things are so critical to the brain being able to refresh. And, you know, again, the kids in St. Charles for the last several years have not been able to do that because they have the stress of knowing that they're going to go back and take their finals. Yeah. And speaking of taking time to rest and relax, uh, that's a story of my last half of my summer. (laughs) As you guys know, uh, I'm actually in the middle of a little mini sabbatical here. I, uh, I, I had a very intense, it was a fantastic early part of the summer. We'll talk a little bit about it, uh, with, with work stuff and, uh, and a course that we've been working on for a long time. But at the end of that, I just said, you know what? I need to take a substantial break. So I am taking most of the month of August off from my day job uh, with the vacation that I have accumulated over, um, over the years. We spent the first part of that break touring in our car around the southwestern United States. We went to the Grand Canyon, which, you know, funny enough, 
we had flown over the Grand Canyon. We had flown into the Grand Canyon and landed on the floor of the Grand Canyon, but we never saw the Grand Canyon from the rim, which is really the most impressive part of it. So, But we... you flew into a Grand Canyon? Was that a crash? or what? No, no, no. That was on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a few years ago, yeah, a few years ago for our 25th wedding anniversary, we went to Vegas. We decided to get remarried by Elvis which was a fantastic experience. And then we added a few other Vegasy things onto that trip. And one of them was to, uh, to do the breakfast romantic flight out to the Grand Canyon. So we got in a helicopter, we flew out like over Hoover Dam and over the canyon. We landed in the floor of the canyon and then we had a champagne breakfast on the floor of the Grand Canyon. And then we got wow. out of there. Yeah, and we've done cool. the flyover, that which is cool. awesome. You, you, you just, uh, you know, in the helicopter, you're just going over these ponderosa pine forests and all of a sudden the floor just drops out and it's, you know, whatever it is, thousands and thousands of feet below you. It's, it's great. It's amazing. It, it doesn't even look real. You know, it, oh, it looks no, like a very bad surreal. special effect. <laughs> it, it looks like it, the pictures that we have, it's like, oh, they just photoshopped in front of a still picture, you know, of the Grand Canyon because yeah. it just does not look, it does not look real. It's amazing. Uh, but from there, we went up to Bryce Canyon on Dana's recommendation, which was, which was a great recommendation. Thank you, Dana. You're uh, welcome. Bryce Canyon is is fantastic to see. And then we went over to Zion National Park, which again is an amazing, uh, is an amazing and, thing. And did so, you get to hike the Narrows or up to Angel's Landing or any of those types of things? We got to, we, we took the path that went to the front of the Narrows, yeah. but we didn't feel like walking in the, in the, in the water. river. And yeah, exactly. And what we decided was the next time we go to Zion, we're going to get in good enough shape that we can comfortably hike up to Angel's Landing. Oh, yeah. Because it was a little intimidating. So It's very so intimidating. So that's our plan. Yeah. But, yeah, but we, we became uh, big fans of the United States National Parks. Uh, had never really spent a lot of time in those parks. And it's amazing what you can see and learn from, from that experience. So, uh, so that was a great trip. And then this last week, I've just been doing a lot of kicking back and reflecting, thinking about the last year, thinking about the trends that I'm seeing in our learning industry and kind of what I want to focus on over the next year or two and getting some really exciting ideas that I hope to be able to share with you all very soon. Dana, you want to start with, with what you did on your yeah, summer vacation? Yeah, so uh, actually it's interesting because Bob and I overlapped uh, almost uh, just within a couple of hundred miles and a couple of days of each other. Uh, we uh, we drove a car from St. Charles out to Utah, a uh, car that we're going to leave out there because we get out there often enough. That's part of the reason I know about those national parks. Uh, and we did a couple of parks I've never done before. One of them was Great Sand Dunes National Park. That's actually in Colorado, an awesome park. It's uh, one of those I think you need to, if you live close by, I think you'd spend a lot of time, but it is a little uh, out of the way to get to. Um, and then from there, we went over to uh, Mesa Verde and did some of the cliff dwellings. We saw some and we hiked down into some. And that's just amazing uh, history that the opportunity you have to walk through that history and learn a little bit about it. And then we went over to Monument Valley, which is not terribly far from where you were. We were probably within a, oh, an hour or so drive, maybe an hour and a half of Bryce. Uh, but since we'd been to Bryce before, we uh, we didn't hit that. 
So, and I too, am a big fan of the national parks in the United States. So that's what we did for the summer. It was, uh, and we're actually, I just telling Jake, we're heading back out uh, in about a week. My birthday is the 27th of August and I plan to be in Capitol Reef National Park doing some hiking there. Are you still 33 again? Is that the... Age 35, 35, 35. Okay. I've, I've aged a little bit. Yeah. yeah I figure, <laughs> I figure with my uh, o- oldest daughter uh, creeping up on me in age, I needed to make sure that I was still <laughs> very authentic, at least a decade older than she is. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I think it, it's super important for those of us who basically spend our whole day, uh, uh, you know, like behind a computer uh, using technology to take a break from it and get out into the wilderness a little bit. I'm not one of these guys who is like, you know, put your cell phone down all the time or, or averse to it, but I think it's good to take a break. It is. And it's so refreshing to get out in the wilderness. And I, I, we talked about this earlier, but it really did a lot to relax your brain and uh, ease up tensions and, and really help you to refocus and, uh, and, and be prepared for the, the stresses that come every day. How about you, Jake? What'd you do? Well, my summer was, uh, filled with another move again. So I am now back in the Chicagoland area in the suburbs. Um, So the beginning of the summer was a lot of packing, a lot of renovations, which has been slow over the the last couple months because my work schedule has been kind of full of travel and heavy workload um, because now I'm in a couple months into this new role and I finally get to that point where I feel, you know, more confident as well as I feel I am not lost or asking <laughs> questions every five seconds. Um, so yeah, it, it's kind of, everything's kind of built up where it's just been a super busy summer. Um, uh, no no real true travel plans, at least with the family, um, mainly saving that because we're doing this huge Disney trip at the uh, in, in November. So we kind of decided with all the move, the, the move and the new changes and the kindergarten started, we thought, you know what, we'll wait for a vacation uh, once we do this Disney trip. So looking forward to that. But yeah, it's been it's been pretty good, though, overall. I think, like I said, I think one of the things that I've personally learned over the summer, I've kind of thought back. And now that I've had some more time to settle um, going into the starting going into the fall, really, I, I've, I've thought about the importance of when you do some type of major change, either you move or you go to a new role. I almost had to do a little bit of reassurance on myself as well as think about my skill level and my uh, confidence level is, and, and also think about what I need to to continue to learn or what do I need to learn uh, new. So it was a good change. It was a really good change for myself. Um, it was somewhat stressful as well. And, and there are times where I even doubted myself, but now I'm at the point where I don't feel that anymore. And now I'm finally back to the point where I can you know, take my Fridays to spend a couple hours just to learn, just to do things on my own. I've I have notes now like crazy where I'm starting to think of new ideas and um, changes for this upcoming year, what we can do or what I can do. And that's the point where I was looking forward to. And it's been a couple months, but now I'm glad to be finally back. Very cool. And Jake mentioned Orlando. And this is, it might be a good time to say any yeah. who are thinking of going to the Learning 2019 conference that's coming up in October uh, we will be doing a Learning Geeks live podcast. So if any of you are planning out to just look us up and we'll be at the conference and we'll be doing this podcast live. Oh, you're going to get it cut out Yeah, of we're going to get a cut out that? of Jake. Uh, one of, you, you know, the, 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 the old flat Stanley thing, we're going to have a flat Jake thing 
because Jake's well, Jake. uh, Jake's not able to quite make it to the cloud. But Bob and I will be there, and we'll have some other guests. Right. I'm not going to be there in person, but I will be recording. You'll dial in. We'll be yeah. on the show. We'll dial yeah. in, but yeah, I won't be there. So cutout will be. Yeah. Cool. So it won't be it won't be that different for for your experience from a typical geeks podcast, except. You're going to hopefully hear hundreds and hundreds of screaming fans in the audience. <laughs> what are you dreaming about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With, with You're going to hear a couple of downloads. screaming. Yeah. A couple of screaming fans. Yeah. And those are going to be our family members. And they'll be paid. Yeah. They'll be paid. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. It should be fun. We're, we're, we're planning that out. We're planning on uh, on covering a lot of topics on having some good guests and uh, you know, the, the main focus of it is going to be about using podcasts for learning. So we'll share a lot of the lessons that we've learned. And uh, for those people who want to come live, you'll get a chance to see a demonstration of what recording a podcast looks like. Now, if you guys want to do a li- another live show, I've, I've thought about this just now, but if we want to do it in another conference, there's also the ATDTK Technology Conference that's happening in the early February timeframe. Um, it's in San Jose this year. I'll be there. And uh, I know this is like a little plug for this as well, but it's totally worth checking out. And I think that'll be kind of cool if you guys can get a chance to get out there and maybe we can do that. It's perfect podcasting, tech, learning. And, and leaving Chicago in February to go to San Jose. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad, right. yeah, that's not a bad argument. So yeah, I think we should try to make that happen. That would be good. You should. The conference is going to be different this year. We have some new changes in store and I think it's going to be a really good one. Yeah, very cool. Uh, let's let's plan on doing that. Dana, we'll work it out okay. on our end. How I've got the portable podcasting equipment, so I I kind of got to be. You there. have to go. Yeah. Well, it's just making right. the business yeah, case for us both to go. We'll, we'll we'll find something. Jake, can we talk about something? What do you mean? <laughs> no, I mean like at the conf- at the conference. Like, could we oh. do a session? <laughs> Jake, come on, it's Friday. Well, no, I know it's Friday, but I was also thinking, well, why the heck are we doing this podcast? We're here to talk about stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Jake. I thought Jake. Uh, Jake, I thought you were worried that we were doing a like on air intervention for you, Jake. We've got to talk about something. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, no, but yeah, if you want to talk about something, yeah, we can figure something out. Sure. Okay, great. Great. Okay, cool. Let's plan on doing that. Okay, well, we've got about 10 minutes left. So uh, somebody had a topic to talk about right now, right? Well, we're still, we're talking a little bit about lessons that we've learned and, uh, you know, from from the summer. There's actually a couple of things that I can bring out. One is, um, and Jake, you haven't seen these, but Bob, you've seen these. Earlier in the summer, we created uh, something we call durable learning cards, and really what it was is a series of eight cards that uh, summarized the science behind certain elements of durability. Uh, it summarized the implications of that science. And then it also had some ideas of what to do about it. And we made those for a course, uh, you know, Bob, one that you've been heavily influencing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we decided to make them generally available to our learning teams. And, and one of the things that I learned was it's, it, it's a very typical, if you build it, they will come scenario. Uh, because mm. we've had, uh, these have now been used with uh, externally with, uh, with some of our clients. They've been used in uh, workshops with a lot of other teams. Uh, individuals are using them as a refresher. So there's just, they've been used at community meetings. 
there's just all kinds of creative uses that are taking place. And what, what I think is interesting is, you know, we've got lots of research behind these eight elements of durable learning. Uh, but by summarizing in a very concise and actionable way on these cards, it's almost like we're breathing new life into our work around durable learning. So to me, that was an interesting very thing cool. that we experienced. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, so Jake, we need to get you a set of those durable learning cards sometime. So how, how are they being used then? Like what's, what's the uh, interest in, is it just the fascination of learning some of the science behind it or like how, how are the people using it in these, these meetings? And Yeah. So and individuals are using them by themselves, right. As a refresher, if they're reviewing a design, teams are using them in creative ways. Like they'll hand out a card to each member of the team and say, okay, you are the expert on engagement, engagement, or you are the expert on generative or practice or whatever. And then they, they challenge the design to figure out how they can improve it. Um, in, in the, the, when they were originally created, they were created to help some of our managing directors understand the science behind learning so that as they were coaching and mentoring some of the people in their cohort, they were able to do so with uh, a kind of a scientific foundation around, uh, around learning. So they're, like I said, there's really creative ways that they're being used and uh, just really well received. One idea I had for using them, Dana, was almost, uh, almost as a game or, or almost kind of like yeah. an Oracle deck of cards, uh, you know, where you, you work some on a design and then you just randomly mm -hmm. pick one of the cards and it's like, okay, right. Like how can we make this learning more spaced and just kind of let chance decide the order in which you're going to look at those things. And, you know, it might be a really cool way to do yeah. a design. I just, and like I said, I'm amazed because people come back and say, well, like, here's how we used it or here's how we use it. So lots of creativity in it. And, and, you know, we did not have the vision ahead of time of how they'd be used. You know, we had, uh, we had a specific purpose, but we thought, you know, if we put good effort and energy into them, so they look nice, there's practical information on them and they're brief. Uh, and if they want more detail, they can go to the, to our resources internally and find out all of the details. But Having something like I said that's brief and and looks good, it's it's been interesting to see it take off like that. If you build it, they will come. I like the idea. That's of, fantastic. I like the idea of those cards when you mentioned the teams that are challenging each other, as if they're playing a role, uh, or they're being assigned a role. As if mm -hmm. like you're playing a game, right? Like you you are the mm -hmm. you are the relevant person, or you are you know you give this background of what that individual or what that thing is, and then you have to truly play that. I'll call it the character, right? But again, I, th I like the idea that it does force you to, it, it forces individuals to challenge each other, um, especially because a lot of those are interconnected, right? Yeah. When I think of relevancy, engaging, and all these, these are very interconnected. Um, and it does uh, have the opportunity, open the opportunity for people to have um, these good, rich discussions uh, and, and again, challenging each other before you just again build it right and and think that this is the right way path to go has anybody asked about making the cards in a digital form like making it into an app or anything uh not an app we've had a couple of requests and i mean the way we distribute them is a pdf and then if people want to hard right. copy take them and print them out but i i've not had that request yet are you making that request <laughs> no actually i'm 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 specifically not making that request i'm making oh, the request not to do that because good. Uh, because I think that the tactile nature and having it be a physical object is something that lends to the, uh, lends to the connection with it, with people. And, 
you know, it might be easier to throw them into an app, but it, it, it would kind of be the type of thing where do you prefer reading your book on a Kindle or mm-hmm. having a, an actual version of the book? Right. And right. I always like the actual version better, but the Kindle is super convenient. So changing gears for a little bit, yeah. one other thing that I learned this summer, you know, one of the concepts that we uh, put out in our learning in the future research is you teach me, I teach you. And uh, one of the stops that we made on our uh, summer vacation was to the tops of the mountains in in Utah, where my daughter Rebecca is, uh, she's a crafter. She teaches craft classes mm-hmm. up there. And so uh, Kristen and uh, Julie and I all took a couple of craft classes. We took a pottery class. Uh, Rebecca taught us a watercolor class. And then uh, I took a class on pen turning where you actually use a lathe and you carve out the the piece of wood that goes onto a pen, uh, like a writing pen. And um, what was interesting is, you know, uh, I, I was clearly older than any of the instructors. Right. But they were clearly much more skilled than I was. And so it was fun to, to sit in that circumstance and go, you know, uh, there are people who have expertise or have built expertise that I don't have. And I can learn from them, even though, you know, in, in the case of the watercolor, Rebecca is my youngest daughter. She has lots of things to teach. And then it was also fun to watch as uh, I was doing the pen turning, uh, Kristen and Julie decided to to try their hand at it, but they decided to make beads, wooden beads rather than uh, a full pen. Oh, wow. And so uh, they had a collection of beads and it was interesting to, to see the techniques and to watch them and, and learn from the way that they were handling their, the creativity. So just to, you know, I, I guess I go back to the, the idea of uh, you teach me, I teach you. And there's certainly lots of uh, push in that direction to be able to learn from anybody uh, regardless of age or, uh, experience, if they have the skill and, uh, they can share that, that help you to develop that skill. That's, that's a great thing. Um, I tell you what though, my yeah. pottery, uh, I actually tossed it. The, the pottery area was over, <laughs> over a river and I just tossed it into the river because it was like, it was not worth salvaging. So not no, a keeper. No. and, and uh, Kristen's watercolor turned out much better than mine did. Uh, Julie's turned out nice. Mine was like, oh, okay, this guy has no clue what he's doing. But you're absolutely right, Dana. I, and we've heard talk lately about concepts like reverse mentoring. Right, right. And, you know, connecting with somebody who is younger, uh, just being open to anybody who has something that you can learn from who is any, and that equals anybody in the world, right? Uh, just staying open to that and never feeling like you can't learn from somebody. It's a great attitude to have as, as learners. I have had similar experiences with my kids. Um, you know, one of the things that I've been doing because my oldest son Harrison has been home for the last two weeks while I've been on my sabbatical, uh, he's got an internship here, but we've already started working on some projects and, you know, I'm going to him like, help me with a design for this and help me with a, uh, you know, with some brand concepts around this idea. And it's really fun to get to that point where you really can uh, learn from your kids. And, you know, it's, it's good for me. It's good for them as well. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, this fall when Jackson starts, uh, studying game design in college, I know that's going to be plenty, plenty of that. He's already, one of the courses he's taking this fall is, 
um, history of video games. And Harrison and I have already told them, like, you need to send us the syllabus. We're going to virtually audit the class through you. You want to, you know, we we want to know exactly what you're learning from that. So it's it's really cool. Jake, it's something you have to look forward to because your girls are not quiet at that age. I mean, I don't know. He might be learning something from uh, his his daughter when she comes home from school today. I'm sure she's going to have some stories to tell. Oh, yeah, I'll I'll have that. I mean, and there's other things that I've already learned from kids already. I mean, I know I've said this many times on the show, but I have made myself uh, come back to being more of a kid again in, in some circumstances and just to, to, which has opened my mind even more than what it was before. But uh, like thinking about how I can be more creative and um, be more open minded and and then watching things through the child's eyes of always asking that question why. I mean, there's like little subtle things that I've learned. Um, but yeah, I do get I do enjoy the fact of. Uh, when they, you know, if they get old, when, if they get older, when they get older, I, I, I'm like refusing to think that they're going to get older. But um, <laughs> yeah. when they do get older and, you know, they get to teach me all of the things that are, it's going to make me feel old, like the newest slang or things like that, <laughs> which, you know, that's the, that's the small stuff. But yeah, I am, I think the idea of um, classes and things that they bring home from school, I'm really looking forward to that. So another, another teaching or another thing that I, I found very interesting over the last couple of weeks. Um, I have, um, given that the summer has been very, very um, packed with, you know, the moving and um, the very, very busy schedules and all that. Um, I've tried to reteach myself of the importance of the Zen moments and um, getting back into my workout routines, which to me, honestly, is so critical to just my overall health. And again, that's pretty obvious, but um, more of mental health, really. Um, hmm. makes me step back, make me think, um, helps me with anxiety, helps me with just worrying about the future, all this stuff. So getting back into that's been great. And one thing that I did notice, um, I found out on Netflix, you guys remember Bob Ross? Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. So he, they have a lot of his work out on Netflix and I watched it one night for like two hours straight because the guy is so, <laughs> just so chill and calming right calming, yeah and it made me want to go to sleep but it was a good not like a tired sleep it would just relax me like crazy and plus he's an amazing teacher the, I, I've, yeah. I i didn't realize that as a kid when i saw his his show but i don't know something popped in my mind i saw that on netflix and it was just a perfect moment for me because again i was at that peak of feeling a little bit stressed and i watched that and then that kind of kicked off my my stage of how do i um, how do I get that back? What I used to do. Thank you, Bob Ross. The little random things, right? It, it's amazing who turns out to be really good educators, really good teachers. I I remember uh, at Elliot Macy's learning conference several years ago, uh, he had Bobby Flay come in mm, the the I cook, that. you know, from Food Network, and I was just scratching my head, like really, like why Bobby Flay? And uh, it surprised me very positively because he brought somebody up at, who was a complete neophyte to the kitchen and taught her how to cook a dish. And I was sitting back watching him and thinking, he is one of the best coaches I have ever seen. It was amazing. I, I don't know if he's been trained in that or, you know, or if it's just natural and just comes to him naturally. But he was a fantastic teacher, a fantastic coach. And I thought, wow, I, if I ever really wanted to dive in and learn, uh, he would be somebody I would want to learn from 
Although I couldn't afford to hire him to. Although right. doesn't he do a master class? I think he does. Does he? We, we should check. Uh, yeah. We should check. I, it seems to me I've seen one out there from him. Well, I will check on that. Yeah, I've I've one of the things I've done on my break is done uh, dove into a couple more master classes. So I am going through the one on game design with Will Wright, and I also started looking at the one from Aaron Franklin about cooking, about barbecuing, <laughs> which, well, you know, a good one. it would be a great one. It's just that, you know, like what's necessary for it is to have a big old, you know, steamer in your backyard. <laughs> oh, the, sm yeah. the smoker, yeah. yeah. It's the smoker, right? That's yeah. the word I was looking for. But, uh, you know, and we don't even have a backyard. So maybe someday well, uh, you could we'll really dive into that. Get one and put it in the house and you'd have to move out, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think our landlord would appreciate that. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. But you know what, guys? I uh, I actually had one really, really big insight that I learned about this summer. But looking at the clock on the studio wall, I think we are kind of approaching the end of the show. So yeah. why don't we save, save it that? for we the next talk time. about that on the next show? And that will yeah. entice all of you. Yeah, I'm hoping I can talk a little bit about essentialism on the next show, too, is just as a hook. Well, there you go. There's your, your coming next on The Learning Geeks. It's all set up for our audience. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to do a previously on The Learning Geeks at the beginning of the next show. Okay. But with that, we'll pull that to an end. Uh, thanks, everybody, for being here. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Dana. And uh, on behalf of all of us Learning Geeks, this is Bob saying we will see you very soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody.